Good morning, everybody. You are listening to Fun in the Locker Room. It's 11.46 a.m. on this awesome Monday. Happy Halloween, everybody. Spooky season out there. Make sure to go trick-or-treating tonight. Um, We have a lot to catch up on. We have a lot of football. The World Series is... uh, full in full gear basically we're uh, we got game three tonight game four tomorrow we got a lot to talk about um a little bit to talk about there but we have football most importantly another great week of football um the nba season is in high gear right now a lot to talk about with rookies disappointing players um overperforming teams underperforming teams a lot to get into um as always go check out the twitter fun the locker room uh these guys do a great job at trying to get the uh, engagement up with our polls and everything and um, just interacting with the fans whenever we can. If you miss one of Rank's outrageous takes or just want to go back and uh, listen to the episodes, then uh, make sure to check out the YouTube, Fun the Locker Room, same name. Um, as always, Mondays, 11.30 a.m., anytime, Fun the Locker Room, your favorite sports show. Favorite sports show, best sports show on the East Coast, dare I say it. I'm going to go out, bold statement today, bold Monday. Uh, we have a special guest with us today. As always, it's Truett Carster, Liam Holloway, Sean Rankle, but we have one of our dear friends of the show, <laughs> Jordan Alvarado, our NBA expert. Jordan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for that. I'm happy to be here. Awesome, awesome. So it's always good to have another uh, perspective, especially when we have th- th- regularly three very biased individuals on the show. <laughs> so it's good to mix it up a little bit. But uh, we do have a lot to talk about, and I know we really want to prioritize the NBA section because we always kind of save them for last. And I know we could be talking about it for hours, but you know we, there's only so much time in the world, unfortunately. So let's jump straight into our, as always, takeaways from the weekend. Sean, let's hear it. All right. Last week... Sure. Your takeaway was to pump the brakes on the Niners. Are we still pumping the brakes on those Niners? Is the train moving now or are we slowing it down? You know, it, it takes a man to admit when he's wrong. And, and, you know, when I said that, it was before the McCaffrey trade. No, right? it was after the McCaffrey trade. Was it, was it after? First game with McCaffrey. Oh, and everyone was geez. like, McCaffrey only got seven touches. He's not going to do well on the offense. They need him. Wow. Yeah, a throwing I, touchdown, I, a receiving touchdown, a rushing touchdown? <sighs> wow. First guy to do that since 05. I don't even know who else wow. did it. Like, who else would do something like that? That's insane. <laughs> I'm going to throw away that take from me, but I'm not going to do it because of McCaffrey. I'm going to do it because it hurts to say this. Jimmy Garoppolo, 20, 1 of 25, two touchdowns, 235. <sighs> and Debo Samuels didn't even play. Yeah. That's, no Debo. That's ridiculous. That team was electric, amazing, went into Los Angeles. No, she was in Seattle. No, sorry, in San Francisco. But still. The San Francisco 49ers own the Los Angeles Rams. Year after year, Kyle Shanahan just owns Sean McVay. Nothing can beat him. Rams stink this year. They're missing the playoffs. As I said last show, two teams from that division are making the playoffs. It is the Seahawks and it is the Niners. Book it right now. Niners are legit. They are probably one of the favorites to win the NFC. Loving it. Okay. Okay, so you start from the Niners and then you start to talk about how the Rams kind of suck this year. This game in particular, who does it say more about? It says more about both teams, to be honest. Because I say the Niners. No, 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 are, no, no, all right, no, fine. No, no. You got to choose one. I say more of the Niners, obviously, because the Niners just played so well. You, you put them against any team last this week, and they would have beat that team. But I really think the Rams just continuously just stink this year. They have not showed they'd be able to click offensively, click defensively. Like the fact that you would have thought the Rams' defense would have led up this many rushing yards, this many passing yards to Jimmy Garoppolo last year. That'd be ridiculous if they say something like that. I just really think that 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 division is finished. It is the 
49ers division to win. Seals got to get the wild card spot, and the Rams missed the playoffs. Wow. Liam, you got anything to say about that? Um, you, you, you got you got to back me in, in my Niners. Uh, Realism Rank, here. I know we can we can just toss this up. I think to one game. Really? Every, everything went right for the Niners in this game. They haven't. They have not been consistent this season. Not no. at all. Not at all. Bad loss to the Falcons earlier. They lost back to back. Falcons. Chiefs. But they haven't had Christian McCaffrey until now. They, they also didn't play Debo. I'm, exactly. I'm going to look for before I can, you know, lock this in that the Niners are going to be a playoff staple. They they got to be consistent, and they have the games to do it. They played Chargers at home. Play they go into a bye the week next week. They got a nice bye week. Get everybody healthy. Get everybody set hey, up. Another week of Christian McCaffrey in that offense to. Learn under Kyle Shanahan. I'd, I'd like to see the Niners make the playoffs over the Rams, but I, I think this is the Seahawks division this year. <sighs> no. And I'm sure we'll talk about that a little later. I just want to see some consistency from the I, Niners I because their defense has been very inconsistent this season. Mm-hmm. I, I want to echo that point because, you know, I had that take for a reason. They had just pl- mm-hmm. you know played the Chiefs, and like I said last week, you know, obviously the Chiefs, are a generational offense with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, everyone on that team. At the same time, I don't know if we can look at that as an excuse for the Niners. When that defense, oh, yeah. all the players they have, is built, you know, if you're going to go far, if you're going to win the division, if you're going to try and go to the Super Bowl, you need to be able to at least contain it's, it's about the consistency. teams like the Chiefs. Like, I don't have a problem with them losing. I have a problem with them giving up 40-plus points to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Because this is the problem. Because I think if the 49ers team that played last week, or this week, had played that Chiefs team, that game would have been a lot closer. Oh, yeah. I, I agree with that. So I do think consistency is the problem. But I think as they get healthy, get another bye week to like just get everybody settled, get Christian McCaffrey in the offense, get some guys healthy. I think it's going to do them a world of good. And they're going to go into that Sunday night football game in two weeks against the Chargers and look electric again. I, I also think Jimmy G's got he's got to have more games like this. Yeah, he does. He has not shown that he can be consistent this mm-hmm. season. But if if that defense and Jimmy G can get going together, that they're going to be a good team. hundred percent. If, if Jimmy G can have eleven of his seventeen games looking like this, yeah, I think th- this team could go and three in the playoffs. Very, that's all you need. Exactly. And let's. I kind of want to flip the script a little bit. I know the Niners have a great defense, but I mean, what's up with this run game with the Rams? I don't know what's you know they they. Did they cut Acres or the the trading Acres? They're going to trade Acres. So he didn't get an attempt. I don't think he dressed or anything. Darrell Henderson, four carries. I don't even know who this R Rivers guy is. Yeah, I picked him up. There was big big rumor in the before the game that he was going to get the most targets. So I picked him up this week. Ronnie Rivers. Yeah, Ronnie Rivers. What's going on here? I don't understand it. Cooper Cup's getting you know rushing attempts. You want to talk about Super Bowl hangover? Oh my gosh. Get yeah. the Rams some Advil. This is bad. <laughs> this is really, really bad. They have not. They haven't had a good game in weeks. Um, you know, these past. I'm looking at it. Past five weeks, the highest amount of points they scored is 24. Uh, their their defense hasn't been good. They've consistently scored under two touchdowns this season. The Rams are in trouble. They really are. They got a game against the Bucks next week. <laughs> In Tampa Bay, they got they need to win that game, else they're going to be what three three and five behind the eight ball, way behind the Seahawks, behind the Niners, and they might get jumped by the Cardinals. Yeah, this I truthfully believe that running back by committee might work in certain situations, but I think each of our three teams right now are proving that having a workhorse guy who can wear a team down. Throughout the game and break out these big runs into the game, but he's got like momentum going. He's feeling himself. He's getting into the game. Just works so much better than the fact that you're giving these random guys each 
48 carries a game. Like, they don't have any chance to, like, develop themselves, to get used to the game, get in the game flow. I think the Rams need to choose a running back and go for it. And I don't understand why it's not Darrell Henderson because he's played, he's played really well when he's had the opportunity to do it. Like, why is Ronnie Rivers a practice squad guy who got signed up this week having eight carries? Like, I don't understand this. I 100% agree. I, I think it's, you know, in the same way in, like, basketball, you have to get a rhythm. you got to get some shots up, you know, get, get to the rim before you can take some jump shots. It's the same way here. How can... You know, you're throwing so many different guys in it, and I'm, I'm assuming, like, one of these guys is going to be, like, the third down guy. So it's not like, you know, Rivers is getting his eight carries in a row, and then Henderson's getting his four. It's, they're mixing it up, and you have no opportunity to establish any type of rhythm. Like, how can how can Henderson get himself going and get himself in a groove when he's got four carries a game? You know, that you're not even giving him really a chance there. No, I, I totally agree. And I, I kind of want to switch over, talk about the Cowboys a little bit with what they did with Tony Pollard. You showed what he he showed what he could do when he yeah. gets a, into a rhythm. They give him the ball a little more. He had an unbelievable game. I think you know the Rams need to start doing that because they have these weapons on offense. But if you have no run game, it doesn't allow the receivers to do anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, Stafford's a good quarterback. He's proven, but with no run game, their their leading guy got 21 yards. That that's terrible. You're not going to win many games like that. Yeah. Especially against a defense like the Niners. Yeah, it's weird to say that a team needs to find a rhythm coming off of a Super Bowl. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you watch week after week, and you're like, "Give me something, give me something, show me," you know, the team that I saw last year, and you're not seeing it. You're not seeing it week after week, and it's really disappointing. Um, I mean, to your Pollard point, um, you know, my parents grew up got Dallas Cowboys fans. I am not, but <laughs> um, you know, I, that doesn't stop me from watching some of the games and. Um, I heard an egregious take last year. I thought it was an egregious take last year that Tony Pollard just started with Zeke. Um, you know what? At this point, I'm watching these games, and you know what? Give him a damn shot. Yeah. Give him a shot because Zeke. I mean, I just I, I want more from him, but I'm just not seeing what I like. And Pollard is exciting, and and why not just give him more touches? I I want to see more out of him, to be honest. I want to see more from him. I totally agree. When you have someone that's inconsistent like Zeke has been these past couple years, why not give it to another guy, see what he can do? And, and Pollard took his chance, and you ran, he literally ran with it. He mm-hmm. did great. Hey, maybe maybe Zeke takes that personal, sheds some weight, gets ready, tries to take that starting spot back. I mean, there needs to be some type of switcher for Zeke, maybe wake him up a little bit. Yeah. I've, I've always thought that football is, is one of those sports where, you know, the, the vibes and the um, – I'm blanking on the word. Just kind of the perspective that the team has, the the mood and the energy, has you know really plays into the outcome of, of each game more than like a lot of other sports. And I remember Dak and Zeke's rookie year came in, um, you know, gifted offensive line, amazing offensive line. They go far, make the playoffs. I, th- I believe they won the division that year. Um, mm-hmm. Both rookies, and I think I I, I I believe in Dak's work ethic. I think he's a great individual, both on the field, and off the field. But I think for Zeke, I mean, he just looks like he just, since then, since his rookie year, has just been complacent. Um, Injuries is not really something he can control, but it's just, you know, the offensive line, a lot of those guys have gotten old or injured or retired or whatever. And, you know, that's no excuse when, you know, you were a, I believe, like a top 10 pick in the draft coming out of Ohio State. You really have no excuse to just lean on that offensive line and just grow complacent. And like, I forget which one of you guys said, bring in another guy, you know, some sort of parity, just like a quarterback competition, you know, inspires the other guy and fires them up. Do the same thing here. And and the Cowboys, um, I don't want to say they can afford to do that because they're 6-2 and two and they're trying to win the division, but, you know, it's working out for them no matter what. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think this, too, 
in in the whole scheme of things for the Cowboys, this is kind of a nitpicky thing. Their defense has been otherworldly this season. They they haven't really struggled on offense. Cooper Rush didn't miss a beat for them. This is a little nitpicky to to be just be going after Zeke a little bit. I think the Cowboys will be totally fine. But with that said, I think we got to give Pollard a shot here. Let let him be the the main guy until proven otherwise. Totally agree. And uh, you know, before we get on to, I guess we got we still have to do our takeaways. Um, that I mean, like like you touched on that defense is incredible. I, I I haven't watched too much of Trayvon Diggs specifically, but from what I've heard, it sounds like he's cleaning up the tendencies that was really making him kind of a not a laughing stock, but criticized last year. Micah Parsons is still. He, He's going to win Depoy. Michael Michael Parsons is still that guy. You bring in Dante Fowler Jr., who, you know, although he's bounced around, has been a very good player. Um, Lawrence is still there. You know, this is uh, Vander Ash was first round pick a couple years ago. Um, You know, I, I, Sean, I I don't say this very often, but the (laughs) NFC East is, it's going to be a juggernaut this year. Like, it's, I almost threw up in my mouth just saying (laughs) that. Let's, let's go on to Liam's take. Yes. So, um, we saw what happened on Thursday Night Football. Um, my boy Lamar Jackson took down the Bucks, and that made me very happy. So this this take kind of relates to that. I think after watching this this past weekend, the slate of uh, NFC South games, I think the Bucks will finish last in that division or tied for it. They are a complete dumpster fire. Tom Brady is he's he's gone. He's dead. Just like his uh, his marriage, which is out. <laughs> Oh my God. Wow, I hate that guy. Wow. But um, I I think the Bucks are finished. You know, they they have a chance to have a statement win against the Ravens at home, and they just they couldn't get it done. They couldn't get it done. And and this past weekend, the other teams in that division did look pretty good. the The Panthers and Falcons had an absolute dogfight, and my Saints just steamrolled the Raiders. Alvin, Alvin, this is going to go into another take. Alvin Kamara's back. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the NFL right now. Unbelievable dual threat. Running and catching. He's the man, but uh, the Bucks are the Bucks are in some trouble. So, Liam, can you fill your false take? Where will the Bucks finish in the NFC South? Last or tied for it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know the division stinks. The division stinks, Liam. Yeah, it does. Do you know? Do you know who's leading the division right now? The Falcons. Yeah, they're four and four. Yep. <laughs> no, no, no. They're three and four. Are they four and four. four yeah, because they beat okay. the Panthers. Okay. Yeah. Somehow Barely, they beat the hey. DJ Moore. Yeah. If, if 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 they did not beat the uh, the Panthers, everyone would be three and five. Exactly. If yeah. DJ Moore didn't take his helmet off to celebrate, which is a stupid role to begin with. How, they, hey, you can't blame it on him though. You have to blame it on you him. Got, you got to make oh. the PAT. It was a forty-nine yard field goal. That's a little farther. If he didn't take his helmet off, that oh, would have he, he made the he made arguably the the catch. But then of the, why this take season? your helmet off? It's stupid. That's a silly rule. It is a it silly, is silly rule. rule. But whatever. I, I I understand the Tom Brady hate, and I am on the Tom Brady hate. And I don't think he's make the playoffs. But last place in the division, the, the Panthers are in that division, the, man. The yeah. Man. Who who would have thought at the beginning of the season that the Bucks would be sitting at three and five? Nobody. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but I uh, this is a steaming hot take, and you you can you can play that for me on that last show if, if they come <laughs> in second. But uh, yeah, th- this is my takeaway. I I don't think the Bucks have it this year. Their defense has not looked good. Their offenses look terrible. Yeah, it, these are all good points. It's all fair. Yeah, uh, and I believe that they're they're just they're done. I believe they're done for. Okay. There's no salvaging this from from being last place in the division. 
last place or tied for you got, it. You got some you sort of unreal confidence in the Panthers. They're showing no. Oh, I, I got <laughs> confidence. I got confidence in the Saints and the Falcons. We'll see what the Panthers do. I like shout out PJ Walker. Oh yeah, man. XFL. Yes, sir. Throw of the year yesterday. Deontay Foreman's been playing well. Coming in for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, three big three game. touchdowns yeah, right away. Game. I guess while while we're on the game, um, do you want to talk about Lamar Jackson? What do you have to say? Come on. I know you got, you got something to say. Baller. Something didn't, to say. Didn't, even, didn't even need to hit his man, Mark Andrews. Just a baller. Yeah, well, what's the what's the Mark Andrews thing? Here? I don't know. These past two weeks, they haven't really had that connection. He didn't have a single catch against the Browns, and then this week, what did he do this week? Three catches, 33 yards. Yeah. Five targets, but still. Well, it, and the the backup tight end's got more work. Well, it's also tough because they just double team Mark Andrews every time because he's he's their only weapon. So is that a problem? Look, like is this team like? I know we always talk about the Ravens' playoff problems, but this seems like a huge problem if they make the playoffs somehow. We that, mean somehow they're they're five and three right now. They're they're top of their division. Yeah, not after tonight. But talk about lack of weapons. No, they they yeah they do have lack of weapons, but you know. I, I believe in superstars, and Lamar Jackson can carry them to the playoffs. But Lamar, wholeheartedly he, believe. he's definitely top five. Um, do you do you uh, do you think he has any shot at MVP or not? Not. Uh, he's got to have an incredible second half. He started really, really hot. He did. Really he hard. absolutely did. He cooled off a little bit, and that was that was actually my pick at the beginning of the season. <laughs> I've been a Lamar Jackson guy. These guys know. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I don't think he's MVP right now, but the way he carries this team, man, you could make you can make an argument for it. And, and I think they will make the playoffs, but I think this team just once again just does not yeah. have the people around him to make that playoff run, to make to go deep in the playoffs to win a couple games when mm-hmm. you can literally just isolate on Lamar Jackson, just throw a spy on him and make him beat you through, and like double team Mark Andrews and make him do something yeah, to beat make you. Make somebody and, else step up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to entertain Jordan's take for a second. I'm looking at the stats right now. He could be on pace to have his highest passing yards of his career if he keeps this up. Eight games in, 16 games. If he doubles it, he, he would have the highest. He's got 15 touchdowns, but there's no way he's surpassing the 36 throwing touchdowns he had in 2019. Um, six picks is already getting up there towards the second highest amount of picks. QBR is not <coughs> looking that hot compared to the rest of his career. Rushing, it would take a pretty stellar uh, second half to. I don't know. I mean, if you look at it contextually, like relative to the rest of his career, I. I mean, it, in no means does it surpass his MVP year. But this, this, I think the problem is there's three quarterbacks in the league who have teams that are really well: Josh Allen, Patrick Holmes, and Joe Burrow, who I would put over Lamar Jackson for MVP race, just because yeah. not only what they're doing for their teams, but how well their teams are doing. Yeah, I also I also think this is the worst Ravens team Lamar Jackson has had. On both sides of the ball, their defense has been very inconsistent this season. Um, but yeah, I agree with that, Sean. I think Lamar is going to show out though this, this second half of the season. Also, Tom Brady is leading the league in passing yards. He's not playing that bad. I he think just the can't team, finish. They, in get the red the, zones. they get in the they red zone. And they red can't zones. finish. No. Yeah, it's a lot of red zone mistakes. <clears throat> I hope it was worth it, Tom, to lose your entire family to go three and five, literally, and then just retire the next year, as he should. Basically, get paid a a lot of money to uh, go to do broadcasting for Fox. Yeah. yeah. Patrick Mahomes is uh, watching Tom Brady lose his family, wondering how he can do it, too. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Um, hey, let's, let's switch to Truett's take. Yeah. <clears throat> My favorite take. <laughs> Guys, Gino is just different. Gino, I, I think a lock to be, make the Pro Bowl. 
I think he could. He could get an MVP vote. I think he's an MVP candidate. Will he get an MVP, MVP vote before us? MVP candidate. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even – I'm not even going to take a dump on the on the Giants as much. I think, you know, the I respect the Giants this year um, and everything they've done. I just want to talk more about the Seahawks. And I think there's two quotes that I really want to share. One quote – it was some analyst that was saying, if you took what Gino's doing and you slapped Russell Wilson's mm-hmm. name onto it, He's an MVP candidate, hundred percent. But because Gino doesn't have the sexiness, you know, of, of that that Russ has, which the Russ has had before this season, the corniness, the corniness, <laughs> then it's not Bro, the same. And then I, I you know, I, I love Tyler, <laughs> <laughs> I love Tyler Lockett, and I think this is an awesome quote because he's yes. clearly taking a stab. He said after the game, "It's amazing what we can accomplish when no one cares who gets the credit." Clearly taking a stab at a former Seahawk. Who's all about you know the corniness and let me do some high knees on the plane, Jesus. you know? And I loved when those memes came out. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we were talking about the Niners and everything, but how about them Seahawks, huh? They just hit the win total that Vegas predicted them to have, and we're only eight games into the season. Well, can you go back to the original quote? What did the analyst say that like? They said if you took like Geno's stats and the way he's played and the way the team's played. And if you slapped Russell Wilson's name onto it, yeah. he would be definitively an MVP candidate. But because I, it's I not, think, I don't think that. You don't think that? No. I, I get that he's, he's this team is overachieving their expectations, but like <coughs> he's eighth in passing yards, he's fifth in touchdowns. I just don't think that even Russell Wilson doing these numbers is is not a I think MVP though candidate. with the completion percentage and you, yeah. you just look at like the surprise factor it's the surprise factor come out of nowhere yeah, I, I get that there part. was no expectation for him to do well or the Seahawks to do well and he's exceeded that yeah. tremendously yeah I, I I do give Junior a lot of credit he played a great game yesterday he uh, did what he had to do to win the game I feel like he's just one of those quarterbacks do that it's a lot of quarterbacks that do what they need to do to win a game and there's quarterbacks that can change the game completely and Gino's not the type of guy who can change the game completely and an MVP is a guy who can change the game completely and Gino's not that yet I don't think Gino will ever be that it's not a knock on Gino he's just that's not who he is no I mean that's fair I mean you know the yards aren't incredibly sexy compared to like Mahomes and Josh Allen but as Liam said the completion percentage he can do but the completion percentage you can do what do in the game 13 touchdowns 3 picks he's got the third highest um, QB rating or sorry just (laughs) rating in general and his QBR is fourth in, in the league out of quarterbacks I mean you know I think he should get some consideration and they have some convincing wins too they're on a three game win streak right now play the Cardinals next week it could be four they yeah. beat the Cardinals already I mean they, they yeah. hadn't beaten like everyone was saying oh they beat the Lions and you know the Chargers are inconsistent but you know as, as much as I hate to say this I'm, I'm, I'm more hyping up the Giants by saying this we just beat the Giants you know <laughs> by multiple scores mm-hmm and that's that's not a knock on the Giants. That's to say the Giants are a good team, you know. And and we just came in there, and I made the mistake of starting Daniel Jones in fantasy this week, because the Seahawks defense has been pretty bad. But look at what they did. Yeah, um, I want to give a big shout out to the Seahawks crowd. Go twelves, baby. I didn't 12, realize twelve man. I, I obviously know they were loud, and there was some st- there's some like thing about the stadium. They designed the stadium in a way that like increases sound, which is really smart by them. That is cool. But there was there was, there was a, did you see the thing during the game where they showed the waterfall effect for the Giants' offensive line? Like the ball was snapped, and it took as it goes down from the uh, the ball snapped, each offensive line gets off the 
gets off the line of scrimmage like a second later, a second later, a second later, because just they can't hear the really? play being snapped. They're just looking at the ball, and it takes each a second longer to adjust to the ball being snapped. Absolutely insane. Struggled with it all game that we couldn't get the couldn't get offense flowing. But I the, the big problem is as Liam hypes about it all the time, special teams. Special teams wins games, and special teams loses games. <laughs> Richie James should not be on the bus back to. Should we not be in the plane back to New York? Not be in the plane back to New York. That was bad. Two fumbles. Really that, that's, bad. Those are the those are ten points. Easily ten points right there, but also drive killing opportunities by the Giants. Like the Giants, there's in the first half trip. We got the uh big sack, we got the uh big play on Gino. We're getting the ball back with like two fifteen left to go in the half. We're like, all right, we can get a little drive here, get a little momentum, see what we can do. Nope. Can't do that. And then the game, we get the ball back. We're down by seven. Getting the ball back with six minutes to go. I told I looked at I looked at Nate and I was like, okay, Giants get the ball back. Another stereotypical Giants drive. We're going down the field, score. As Liam says, go for two, win the game. That's it. But you can't even get the ball in our hands. The offense just didn't have the ball in their hands. And the fact that they only had 44 pass, 44 yards in the first half is actually atrocious. Mm-hmm. Absolutely atrocious. It was like the lowest <clears throat> for the Giants since like since you guys in 2017 when Gino was our quarterback. Are you, are you, That's wild. Sean, are you worried about the Giants at all? Um, Wide receiver-wise, yeah. We need. We need. Darius is gone. Yeah, Kedarius, but Darius didn't play. All he didn't year. play though. That's not yeah. a problem. I, we need Sterling Shepard's out for the year, which is a big problem. We have Darius Slayton played well yesterday, but there's been rumors about us like looking into DJ Moore, Jerry Judy. Like, if we can get one of those guys, I would be a lot more confident mm-hmm. in our chances. Yeah, I heard Jerry Judy. Yeah. which is that would be. Very I don't even know if it's shocking considering the way the Broncos have been. Yeah. We just need a wide receiver that can be your number one guy. <laughs> you look. You look at what. You look what AJ Brown is doing with Jalen Hurts. Like yeah. you're giving number one receiver to a guy. Look what Stephon Diggs did to Josh Allen. Like you, yeah. a number one receiver to your, to the quarterback can just be a world of difference. And we just need our number one guy. And I, I I don't I don't have a problem with the offense right now. I don't. It was a rough game. We have a we're going to a bye week. We get a little healthy. Lions next week. I think it's a Lions Texans and then Cowboys on Thanksgiving. And those yeah. could be two wins. We go into go into Dallas. By no means. Eight like, and two. I, am I suggesting this is a panic button for the Giants? No. You know, by no means whatsoever. I'm trying. I'm trying to stay calm. Um, so we okay. Let's. We got to choose some games. We got to talk about before we get into baseball and football. Um, I know we kind of talked about Camara and the Saints. Yeah, I don't need to touch more on that. Other than the Saints defense. What about showed, the Raiders? They showed out. They held. Devontae Adams to one catch. Wow. Without Marshawn Lattimore. Oh, I was about to ask. Wow. Lattimore was on him. Wow. They played, Saints defense played incredible. Um, that's crazy. That, that's kind of all I need to say. I'm, 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 this team has just been very inconsistent. Yeah. I hope they can string, string a couple the of games The entire NFL is all inconsistent this year, though. Yeah. Yeah. And Not, nothing more what's to with say the, about any, any updates about James Winston? Like, is he healthy? Is he coming back? Are they just riding the Andy Dalton train? I like, guess they're just riding the Andy Dalton train. Andy Dalton has not looked Weird good, train to ride, yeah. man. Was I James mean, Winston, like, healthy? Is like, he the backup quarterback these games? or is No, he, he, just, he hasn't been dressing. Is he injured still? I, I guess. I, I It's just, I don't know. I, I don't want James to play because he's shown this season he just can't throw the ball. He can't do it, and that's kind of the one thing we need him to do. He said he's Winston practiced fully this week, but still receiving treatment on his back and ankle injuries. Yeah. He four fractures in his back. That's yeah, crazy. he's not in um, football shape right now, and unfortunately, it's, Andy Dalton's at the helm. But would, I don't know. would you want, I guess. They just need to do well enough so they don't trade Kamara. That's what I want. Yeah, they're not going to trade Kamara. <laughs> I, they they're better not. not. They're not a marker for him anymore. 
I, I really hope so. I'm just intrigued by <laughs> the Saints going forward because I think after last year, after what Jameis did before he got injured, he I think was really good. He was really good, and we were we were all a little bit, or at least you especially, and we're on the hype train of like Jameis could be the quarterback of the future of this team. He just hasn't been healthy. Are, are you still like? Do you give another year of Jameis Winston? Are you are you looking to draft a quarterback next year? Considering well, we don't have a pick, so right, you don't. We're we're kind of relying that uh, maybe that's why they're doing it. They figure this season, you know. Unless we can somehow sneak into that, I mean, it wouldn't be too hard to win that division. But no. hopefully, they're just saving him for maybe the playoffs or later in the season. But I don't know. I'm I'm not too worried right now. Andy Dalton, he's got a, I think he's got two wins. Yeah. So we'll see. One more than uh, Jameis. Yeah. I'm gonna ask the question: Does the Jaguars Broncos change our opinion on on no. this? World? Okay. That's a good answer. He can do high knees all the way back to uh, the United States. He didn't and it do won't anything that game. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't do anything that game. It's just Ravens flock. Let's fly. Garbage, bro. They play anybody but the Jags. They probably lose that game. Jaguars have been bad though. Ever since Trevor Lawrence said, He's and I quote, "We are a very good team." They haven't won a game. <laughs> <laughs> they started five, off strong. What is that? Five straight losses for the Jags. Yeah. I will eat my take on that. I said that they were going to win that division. It's not looking like that. Sean, why don't you, uh, just for the audience, uh, your idea for the last show. Yeah, so the last show of the NFL segment, um, you, you guys all know as our listeners that we have our <laughs> takeaways from each week. And I'm compiling, compiling them into a Word document. At the end of the year, I'm going to make a top five of the top five worst takes of the year. Currently leading right now is my the Detroit Lions <laughs> at one and six will make the playoffs. So that was not great to start with. But we will see how the takes go the rest of the show. And that'll be something to look forward to the first weekend back from break. Great. Okay, we're going to do, cause I know we want to get to Monday Night Football and then MLB and then NBA, so we're going to do rapid fire for three remaining games. I want to hear all of, all three of you. I want to hear your takes on each one. We'll start with Liam and then go this way. Um, just give me one takeaway from the game. You can give it both teams, whatever. Uh, Falcons, Panthers. NFC South is wide open. Okay, it could, be, it could be longer than that. It yeah, doesn't have to be. I like, mean, that, that's kind of all I need to say. I don't. This division stinks, and I, I love to see these teams. They, they, it was a great game yesterday, um, but it's wide open, and I think anybody could get it besides the Bucks. Gotcha. John? DJ Moore almost won, but also simultaneously lost the game for the Panthers all in one play. <laughs> Very true. That was a great play of P.J. Walker. Shout out to XFL. Yeah. Jordan, anything? Um, I saw the game on the schedule, um, and uh, I figured it was trash or trash, so I did, I did indeed take a nap, but I kind of regret that because it was kind of an electric finish, so um, this is unfortunate for me. Um, yeah, shout out Mariota, I guess. I, I, don't, I don't know. He had, what, most rushing touch? No, most passing touchdowns since the Titans? Played very well. Yeah, very well. Take respect to Mariota's yeah, name. I, I give year. a lot of respect yeah. to him. No, I mean, he, he's one of my get, favorite quarterbacks. He's supposed to get two wins. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks. He's supposed to get two wins this year. He had, you know, no expectations, and he's coming out and showing people that, you know, they were wrong. Um, Bills Packers. Liam, what do you have? I said this last week. I said that Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers were both dead, and I I, I, I completely want to stand by that take. Aaron Rodgers is a fraud. <laughs> I'm, he doesn't have a lot of help, but come on, man. Come on. He just he's, – he's, it's not him. It's time to go. Time to go. Time to go. <laughs> time to go. Um, this game was a lot closer than I expected because of one player. 
and it was because of the game planning by the head coach that they decided to give Aaron Jones 20 carries for 143 yards and decided to actually run the ball for once and not just have Aaron Rodgers throw to a bunch of bums that he throws to every week. Um, yeah, um, the Bills are legit. Stephon Diggs is the man. Josh Allen's best quarterback in the league. Oh, actually, uh, that leads into what I was going to say, to the Josh Allen thing. I was always huge on Patrick Mahomes. That was my guy. I think I'm not the biggest football guy, but when I watch that man play, I do get the chills. Um, <laughs> watching watching Josh Allen last night, however, I was like, wow. Wow, this, this guy could be the best quarterback in football. I mean, he runs the ball hard, strong. He's a big dude. He's putting his shoulder into guys. He's not afraid to get in there. He almost got a touchdown. He he, he got rocked at the one-yard line, but he almost got a touchdown um, off of him just running the ball. And, I mean, you know, he just he just slings that ball so effortlessly. I mean, you would, the way he throws it, you I turn my head, I look back, and it, all of a sudden it goes 50 yards. I'm like, how does he just do that so effortlessly? Um, he just looked really, really good. Um, I know they were playing the Packers, but they, he looked good. Um, I mean, really nothing more to add on to that. <clears throat> Packers, four-game losing streak, not looking good. Well, I don't think anyone was picking them to win this game, but still, um, I'll put up a better fight than that. Down uh, 24 to seven and a half. Not a good look. I think that's all I got to say. And then last but not least, Jets-Pats. Um, I, I was really upset at this one this week because Zach Wilson lost the Jets the game. Three terrible terrible interceptions just bad decisions um is it fair to say that the i think it's fair to say that the jets are a quarterback away i don't know if zach wilson's that guy i know everybody loves him for his off the field stuff <laughs> what, what exactly is that about? <laughs> uh, um well yeah well what, yeah so um yeah i think the jets are a quarterback away i think they have everybody there i know the, that Brees hall injury really hurt him this week um but they're a good team otherwise, and, you know, three bad decisions away from, from really, I think they could have won pretty handedly this game. I, I think the, I think the bigger problem is the Brees Hall injury was big, but they have guys who could step up and replace him. James Robinson, they got the mm-hmm. trade. They got Michael Carter still there. I think the offensive line injuries. They lost two offensive line guys last game, and it's hard to win when you're injured up in the front of the line. I think we've talked about all show that, like, offensive line's big. I think that's the biggest problem for the Jets. I don't. I also don't think Zach Wilson's it, but we will see how that goes. Um, once again, the Pats beat the Jets. Nothing yeah. new here. Um, yeah, I very disappointed about this game. Uh, I really just do not like the Patriots. <laughs> I'm like, you know, the Jets. I I wanted Jet, the Jets to get uh, Johnny some more ice cream this week, but <laughs> it's unfortunate that they couldn't get it done against the New England Patriots. Um, that's all I got to say. Um, shout out Ramondre Stevenson, dog. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the Jets. I believe it or not, really like Robert Sala, former uh, OC for the no, DC for the um, Niners. I just think he's a really smart dude and knows what he's doing. Um, if you had told me Jets were five and three going into this, going into Week Nine, I would have said you're crazy and you need to get drug tested. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Monday Night Football. We got Bengals at Browns. Bengals are minus three. Um, we are – Liam is leading narrowly mm. by four, four and three. Sean and I tied for three and four. Who? What was last last week's game? It was the uh, 
Patriots Bears. Patriots Bears. Oh yeah, the Bears. The Bears. <laughs> yeah. The you bears. didn't believe in the Bears. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. The Bears looking good. Jordan is zero and zero. He's gonna make an honorary pick here. Let's if, hear if it. If he goes one and zero to end the season, that'd so we be. We got Bengals at Browns. Um, Bengals favored by three points. Yeah. Um, um, I don't see the Browns winning this game. Um, at all. I don't know if you guys do spread or anything. I, I think the Bengals cover. I think they cover easily. I think they win by multiple scores. You know, that's not too much of a hot take. I could totally see that happening, but I have other things going on outside of uh, just this show that I need to happen. Specifically, I'm going against the entire Bengals offense at Fantasy versus Sean this week. So I'm, I'm going to ride that. I need Amari Cooper to have two or three scores. I'm, I'm riding with the Browns this week. Dirty, dirty Cleveland. Yeah, as Liam has referenced, me, Liam, and Trier all tied for last in a fantasy league. So I guess this is why we don't give any fantasy advice on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but me and Liam are playing this week, and I have four guys in the Bengals. Should have been five if Jamar Chase didn't get injured. But anyway, the Bengals are going to go into Cleveland. Joe Burrow is going to look like the MVP candidate he is. Tegan's going to step up in Jamar Chase's place, and the Bengals are going to absolutely blow out the Browns by 17, give old Joe Mixon a little garbage time touchdown, and, and everyone will be right in the world. Fantasy. Yeah, you are. <laughs> sure, it's everybody thinking long and hard about this one. I don't, I don't get this, man. I it, This should be Bengals, like, minus 10. It should be. It's in Cleveland, though. So so it should be minus 6. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't know, man. This, this screams trap game. But at the same time, like, you look at the stats, like, there's just no way the Browns win this game. <laughs> That's what they want you to think. I know. I. It's going to be a 42, like, Cleveland! 42-40 game. That's what I love. <laughs> would love that. Yeah, 42-40 I want to just take, awesome. like, I'm, like, getting back into that the, the gambling mindset of, like, where's the money? Where, you, know, like, <laughs> you know where the money is. You know where the, the money is. Are, Show the me the money. Is the you don't even have to look it it's up. It's on the Bengals. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. Oh, jeez. I think the Bengals are going to win, but I'm going to take the Browns tonight. I'm wow. Gonna the, wow. I'm just going to take the Browns wow. because there's wow. no way this is not a trap wow. game. This screams so w- fade rank. Once again, I'm going <laughs> to the first place this week. Wow. I was going to say I, it, You man. know what? I will not be surprised at all if the Bengals win. I could, Everything yeah. in the world should be saying the Bengals are going to win this game. But for some reason, like, prime time, anything can happen. I think. A. B, what is this line, dude? This line is, if Vegas really thought that the Bengals were going to win and handedly win, they would have this line at, like, minus eight. I don't even care if the Bengals win. Just have a high-scoring game. No, no. High-scoring as possible. I want More to be points absolute, as possible. An absolute slugfest. I you want know, this to be defensive. I want to see a lot of punts and special teams <laughs> this game. So exciting. Yeah, but I can see the Bengals winning by three scores or the Browns winning by field goal. We'll see. Should mm. be a good one. Oh, jeez. Man, I thought you were going to take the Bengals so you all could be 4-4, four and four, but you just like being in last, I guess. Hey. <laughs> oh, God. Why, why did we invite Jordan to the show? <laughs> all right, that was the end of our football segment. We're going to read a couple of advertisements before we get into the MLB and then NBA. First and foremost, WXVU 89.1, the Roar is proud to announce that we can now be heard on 89.1 all day, every day, for the first time in Villanova's history. Clap it up, everybody. Clap it up. Listen to our programming anywhere in the main line at 89.1, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, with our now full-time FM signal. Um, And once again, 
WXVU shout out is proud to debut the Morning Roar, a brand new weekly morning show every Friday at 8 a.m. For one full hour, we'll discuss the latest happenings at Villanova and bring you news, sports, and in-depth interviews, all kinds of cool features. Give me an in-depth interview of Kyle Dempton. That'd be pretty cool. That's the Morning Roar this and every Friday at 8 a.m. Only on Villanova's 89.1 FM, The Roar. Those are advertisements for the day. Let's get into the uh, MLB World Series. Tied at one apiece. Phillies, Astros. Sean, thoughts? Um, Got to give the Philadelphia Phillies respect for the first game. Coming back, fighting back the way they did against Verlander, who looked dominant the first couple innings. Their offense seemed to be clicking. The Astros seemed to be on a roll. And then just when everything seemed like everything was too good to be true, it was. The Phillies came back, roared back, 5-5, going to extras, and nice go-ahead home run. Crushed our souls. Terrible. We watched that live together, too. We watched it live. I was smart and left my place I was at before the game was over. Truett sat through the pain of a bunch of Phillies fans screaming. I hated that. Yes, we got game three tonight. And I I can confidently say that I think the Astros are going to win tonight purely on the fact that Noah Syndergaard is pitching for the Phillies. Yeah. Me and Sean hate this guy. He is an absolute bum. The Mets gave him many chances to be good, Noah Syndergaard. And he leaves on his own whim. You know, there's no hard feelings. And then he, he talks a little crap. Talks a little crap about the Mets. There's a couple I, I a couple jabs. for hate him when he was in the Mets. I've I liked him a lot when he was on the Mets. Since he's left. Uh, yeah. Um, so me and Sean have a little extra motivation to root, root against the Phillies tonight. But um, are we going to go into our, our prediction for the series, how many games he's well, winning? One thing like I know, because not only did he, did he talk shit about <laughs> us, he then refused to pitch Crap. against us three times this year. Mm-hmm. He has been slated to start against the Mets. And he's oh, really? dodged, and he's us. dodged us. Yeah. He's dodged us wow. three times. He's we'll, stuck in smoke. He's a little yeah. scared. Yeah, he is. He's terrified. Yeah. He sees and, the Mets colors and he shakes. And, and, yeah. <laughs> and now he's in game three of the World Series. You know what he's going to be doing? He's going to be pissing down his leg a little bit. <laughs> I hope, I hope uh, our, our good friend Tom Cast was listening to this because that's a very Ussy Johnson move of him right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all I want to say before we go into our predictions is um, I'm looking at this quote right here from Verlander after the game. He said, 99% of the time I'm able to hold that lead. Well, that one percent time could not have come at a worse, at a worse instance, man. You go up five zero, King Tucker hits his two home runs. Like everything is looking as planned, and then you know what? The Phillies, like, you, they they had a stat like they showed that they've come back from like down oh four, you know now down oh five down. I think it was in versus the Braves another deficit. Like I mean, this team can clearly fight. Like you have to like, can't just let up easily. And Verlander, as Sean said, looked. Dominant in the first, you know, couple innings, and um, the offense is doing what they need to do. It looks like it was going to be a perfect game all around, and then, you know, it's it's just not, and it's sad to waste, you know, a start from Verlander. I do gotta say, watching Suarez was, uh, or not Suarez, um, Valdez, excuse me, was uh, very refreshing. He came in, you know, I think they they understood like it was a bit of a wake up call. Like we we can't go down two zero heading into Philly. That would just be disastrous. Um, again, the offense shows up. Do you think he was cheating? No. Valdez? Yeah. No, he, he's been fidgety like that all season. They, they check him every single inning. What? Uh, I'm unfamiliar. What, 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 are you, what are you talking about? There's, there's a bunch of there's videos a lot of, of him like, rubbing his hand on the inside of his glove, he, him he wiping did, his hand before on his pants before checks. Like, There's a bunch of stuff out there. Some, right? some Joe Musgrove type type stuff? A little more than Joe Musgrove in my I, opinion. I don't, think, I don't think Framber's... 
I don't. Well, I, don't I don't think, think he needs to either. Yeah, I don't think he was cheating. But there's there's a, there's a lot of outrage out on Twitter about that. The Phillies can cry all they want. Cheating, yeah. They can cry all they want. All right, so the series is back, Citizens Bank Park, game three tonight. We're gonna do updated. I, I don't even know if we did predictions last show for what we thought it was gonna go to. No, no. So the four of us we're doing. It's one one. Where do you see who wins uh, the series? First of all, who wins tonight? Who wins the series and how many games? I'm taking Astros in six games. I think the Phillies will steal a game four, a game five in Philadelphia, and that's going to be their last one of the season. Um, I'm going to take I'm going to take Kyle Tucker, World Series MVP, and the Astros. Unfortunately, I I, I don't want to root for them, but I have to, and they're just going to get it done. They're the better baseball team in every facet of the game, and it's time to quiet Philly. Um, I think it's going to be very hard for the Astros to win more than one in Philly. As much as I hate Philly, wow. I think they have a really electric atmosphere, and I, I think this series is going seven. Wow. I think the Astros will steal one in Citizens Bank Park, sweep back in Houston. I think Astros in seven. Phillies go up 3 2. I the think Astros the Phillies will go up 3 2. Wow. Um, Who do you think wins tonight? I, 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 don't know who's win- I don't know which game they're winning. Whichever game Valdez is pitching, he's winning that game. I think Valdez is getting the MVP. I think, he pitched games, I think he's going to pitch game five, so they, they might go 3 1. Okay, Jordan. Any any input? Um, yeah. Um, I was trying to stay silent on this because I really, really just don't like either team. To be honest <laughs> with you, um, I definitely don't like the Astros. Don't want to comment on that. Um, you know, being in Pennsylvania, you've seen a lot of uh, non Phillies fan rocking Phillies jerseys. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Um, you've seen that a lot recently around here, and man, you just you hate to see that. Um, <laughs> So, you know, that has made my hatred for the Phillies grown even more. So, you know, I watched this World Series with uh, a lot of anger. But um, with that being said, um, I think that the Phillies have had a lot of shock factor throughout the playoffs, um, whether it be series before or even in game one. I mean, shocking, shockingly coming back. Um, you know, I just think that all that shock factor and, and luck will run out. Um, I did flirt with the idea of Ashes and Six like Liam. Maybe they'll s- sneak another game, get excited, whatever. Um, but you know what? <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say Ashes and Five. I yeah, think the are yes done. Wow. I think the Phillies are done. I, I'm I'm done with seeing fake Phillies fans uh, love that. cheer around campus. I'm done with it. Um, Ashes and Five. That's it. That'd be electric. Love that take. It'd be so amazing for the Astros to win it in Philly. Yeah. yeah. Win three games in yeah. a row. Oh, my God. Oh, so much fun. that'd be awesome. Yeah. That's, that's what's going to happen. Everybody's going to be sad here on campus. I'm not a Debbie I'll be, Downer. I'm going to be very happy. Yes, I'm, not, I'm not a huge Downer, but you know what? I, I've seen enough. <laughs> yeah. I love that take. Great take, Jordan. I, You know, I, I'm not going to sit up here and pretend like I have the uh, the baseball intellect and, you know, knowledge of the past to know what goes on in the World Series. So I'm just going to I'm just gonna back up Jordan. I'm going to say Astros in five because that, yes. that's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I, want. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at the Phillies, like the way they've been playing. I swear, if I see a Schwarber bomb or, or a Bryce Harper bomb or something, I just, like, you can't have what happened with Verlander. You can't blow a 5-0 lead. If they don't do that, I think they win this game because they've been coming out to dominate starts the past two games they sh- it should be 2-0 right now like i i think it's unacceptable what verlander did because it, it wasn't even like the bullpen came in and, and like gave the way a game it was a, a inning he was pitching 
So I'm going to say they win in six, assuming they – I'm assu- excuse me, in five, assuming they get that done. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I t- well, you said Tucker MVP? Yes. Yeah. King I'll go Tuck. With yeah. I'll go with that, man. King I'll, Tuck. I And, I, again, I'm still banning – until this series is over, I'm not going to Wawa because I don't partake <laughs> in Schwar- – no Schwarber Fest. No Schwarber Fest for me. <laughs> So we'll see. I, I will it be over by the time next show. Yes. Yeah. Definitively, even yes. if it goes to seven. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll we'll see who's right there. Um, that's the end. We're gonna do. It's a brief MLB section, but not a lot to talk about. We'll we'll have some more to recap when the series is over. But we really want to get into some basketball. We're gonna cut to some ads real quick, and then we'll be right back. You do not want to miss this. We have all of Jordan's intellect and his mind at our disposal right here. So stick around. Eighty nine point one FM WXVU Funnel Locker Room. We'll be right back. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. The 89.1 The Roar is proud to announce that we can now be heard on 89.1 all day, every day, for the first time in Villanova's history. Listen to our programming anywhere in the main line on 89.1, 24 hours a day, seven days a week with our now full-time FM signal. And stay tuned for details of how WXVU plans to celebrate this exciting milestone. The St. David's Adult Choir, Soloists, and Orchestra will perform the Mozart Requiem on All Saints this Sunday. At 3 p.m., St. David's professional section leaders will perform the beautiful solos and solo quartet sections. Some of the finest instrumentalists in the Philadelphia area will make up the 22-piece orchestra, led by conductor Dr. Claire Rosier. St. David's Episcopal Church is located at 763 South Valley Forge Road in Wayne. The 89.1 The Roar is proud to feature new and upcoming artists. Listen every Thursday at 10 p.m. for New Track Thursdays, our curated playlist featuring lesser-known musicians spanning across multiple genres. Send in your suggestions and requests to WXVU891 at Villanova.edu. And check out our New Track Thursdays every Thursday at 10 p.m. on V89.1 The Roar. Eighty-nine point one WXVU, the roar. We're back with fun in the locker room. Just finished our MLB, NFL, and now we have the NBA. If you weren't with us before, welcome our special guest, Jordan, Jordan Alvarado, our basketball expert right here. Um, we're now a week and a half into the NBA season, so enough to talk about, enough to get some flaming hot takes, <laughs> some predictions, some overreactions. Um, I know I'm gonna have a lot of reactions, so I think we're gonna switch it up and we're gonna start with the trivia question from Sean today. Yeah, so basketball trivia question: There are 22 NBA players, current NBA players, with signature shoes. Can you name the 22 players? And if you can name what brand they're with, it'd be even more impressive. Wow! Start oh, firing off. LeBron. Man. I'll, I'll okay. write it down. So LeBron, I got, I got him. LeBron, yeah. Giannis, Zion. One second, Giannis. Kevin Durant. KD. Kyrie. Kyrie, Zion, Kyrie, 
Kevin Durant, yep. Russ. Russell Westbrook yeah. is, yes. Russ has it with, yep. Luca. Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure. LaMelo Ball, Puma. Yep. How many did we get so far? <laughs> Three, four, PG. five, six, yeah. seven, eight. Seven eight, 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 eight. Yep. George. That's all yeah. the Nike guys. Yeah. Steph Curry. Did we, get, we got Giannis? Yeah, Curry. Yep. yep. Steph. Steph. Adidas. Tra- this, uh, trash shoes. Does Harden right. still have Steph his? Yep. Harden's got Adidas. <laughs> Harden. Harden, yeah, yeah. Uh, Damian Lillard. Yep. Yep. Trash um, shoe. Does does Clay Co- does Clay Thompson count? Yep, Clay count? Thompson like has one. What is it like? Anta. Something Anta, weird. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think. How many do we have left? Three, four, five, six, seven, wow. eight, nine. Nine left. Nine left. Three um, Adidas guys. The Adidas are tough. We're done with Nike. Done with Nike. What about Jordan? Donovan, There's one more Jordan. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. Yep. He's one more Adidas. Jordan Browns. Yep. Chris Paul. Does Chris Paul no? have his? Yeah. Chris Paul's got the Jordan He's brand. Got yep. The Jordan, there we yeah. go. Nice. Does Book have a shoe? Nope. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Um, Not deserved. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, Andrew Wiggins. No way, he has a shoe. Does he no. actually? No. I I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Aaron I think Gordon. He, he, Andrew Wiggins is getting a shoe. It has not officially been released mm. yet, but he's getting a shoe. Mm. Who'd you say? Aaron Gordon. Yes, Aaron Gordon Aaron has a Gordon shoe. Aaron Gordon has a shoe. Are you kidding 361 me? degrees, Aaron Gordon Ew. has a signature shoe. Really? I was shocked when I saw that. Wow. A while back. That's impressive. That's the one I thought I was going to get you guys on. Um, I'm trying to think of older guys now, like vets that have been <clears> around for a Did we say Kawhi? Nope. Oh, New Balance. Oh, yeah. New Balance, baby. Wow. Yep. wow, good. Yeah, good one. I can't believe we forgot that one. Yep. Um, how many are we missing? Two, three, Man. four, five. Five. Five, five. five guys. Two Adidas guys. Adidas. Does Beal have a shoe? Nope. Who's in the Adidas commercials? Um, two point guards for Adidas. There's definitely really? not. Oh, oh, Trey Young. Trey Young. Yeah. 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 Man. I did not know you. Other a shoe. guy's an older guy who doesn't deserve a shoe right now, but did in his prime. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> short prime. That's pretty funny. Um, Derek. Yep, Derek Rose. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, dude, those roses were nice. Uh, there's one, uh, there's cool one big name guy. <clears throat> John Morant? Nope. A big name guy that we're missing? Yeah. Are we missing one more guy? You're missing three. Three. Oh, Nikola Jokic? Nope. Oh, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. Yeah. Under Armour. Yep. Uh, his next two guys have brands with weird names. One else, other guys on Anta with Clay Thompson. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Dwayne Wade? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Former Celtic player. Oh. <sighs> Um no. Maybe the one of the no nah, not anymore. Gordon Hayward. Yes, Gordon Hayward has a shoe. Gordon man. Hayward has an Anta shoe. What? <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Weird. One of the guys. Somebody look Lee. up the sales. How many pairs of shoes is <laughs> Gordon Hayward shoes? Li Ning, a Chinese brand. Li Ning has one athlete. Oh, I remember hearing about this. What? Wow. Uh, oh, dude, I'm not gonna get. He it. got not, traded last in the traded at the trade deadline last year. Oh, I was going to say DeAndre Ayton. That would have been wrong. Traded at the trade deadline. His team barely made the playoffs. You got traded too. Hmm. Oh, is it Ingram? Nope. No. Oh, wait, he didn't get traded. CJ? Yeah, CJ. CJ McCollum. With Lee Ning. Yeah, wow. so Nike and Adidas both have five guys. Jordan's got four. Under Armour, two. New Balance, Puma, Anta, Lee Ning. <laughs> and. Aaron Gordon with 361 degrees. <laughs> that was crazy. That one's crazy. That was a great, great guess, Jordan. That was great very impressive. knowledge on that one. Yeah, very geez. impressive. Yeah. All right. Back to some NBA stuff. 
What do you guys want to talk about first? We got a lot of topics that we got. True. It. What do you, What do you want to talk about? What first? do I want to talk yeah. about first? Well, I have Jordan with me, and Jordan's my other resident uh, Russell Westbrook defender. Um, <laughs> so I'll start with that. There, you know, we're we're not going to sugarcoat. The Lakers have looked booty. They started zero and five. Looked really bad. Obviously, there was the game where Russ went over eleven that everyone was talking about. Um, the defense, surprisingly, for this team <clears throat> and this <clears throat> roster, the defense has looked. Really good under Darvin Ham. It's just the offense. They have no shooting. Um, I thought Malik Monk, losing him in the offseason was bad. Did not retain Mello or Wayne Ellington, who, you know, might not have been positive players, but they still give you shooting and spacing. Um, we know AD is not going to be able to space the floor. Russ can't space the floor. LeBron's hit or miss. Um, you know, you bring in Lonnie Walker and Bev. It's whatever. Damian Jones is a black hole from the perimeter. You know, just not a lot of shooting going on whatsoever. But... Last night, you know, 0-5, obviously the talks of, of, of Russ getting <laughs> traded is, you know, heating up as, as expected and as usual. Russ, second game off the bench. What happens, Jordan? What happened? Um, Russ played really, really well, um, both sides of the ball. Um, I think that he does a great job with those other role guys and just, you know, getting the energy up and providing them with the confidence that they need to you know attack the game they they have a lot of a lot of unexperienced guys i mean they're playing matt ryan you know i mean no the no quarterback? no sh- <laughs> <laughs> he got benched <laughs> in the nfl <laughs> listen, listen, no, no shade to him you know i you know he did go to high school near me um and uh he's he's a good guy but um you know it's for him to be playing on the lakers right now is, is a little scary <laughs> Um, but that you know he, he listen he he provides shooting you know that which is what they need and you know if they're able to you know you know break him out that would be great but I think Russ does a great job with that bench squad um, and just making sure that the ball is moving well um, I think the ball should be in his hands more I think that was the biggest takeaway he just needs the ball in his hands to push the tempo and just um, get more looks from other guys as much as I love LeBron those those you know down the stretch they're all in the game Russell Westbrook's in the game. Um, he has Nikola Jokic on him, and instead of trying to break him down, because he has a n- no no disrespect unathletic uh, center on him, he decides to take a step back three, um, miss badly, um, and then um, I'm pretty sure Russ saves the possession. But um, yeah, the biggest I think the biggest thing is that Russ um, he just needs to get comfortable and have the ball in his hands more. He did a great job. I I think I've solved Lakers problems. You have yes. There's one guy on their bench who does not. He's only played one game so far for two minutes, and I think he's the key to breaking out the Lakers. And he goes by the name of Cole Swider. Oh my God! <laughs> How can you even say that? How can you say that? That's they need. No they need shooting. shooting. He's got shooting. How can you say that? Oh my God! But actually, I the Lakers have looked absolutely terrible. Um, I think that, was this Russ's first game starting off the bench. Second. Second game. Um, I I I think we all see this team as a ceiling playing team. Yeah. Like the way the team's structured right now, like if, yeah. if like right now looking like a lottery team, my god. Um we'll see how Russ can develop off the bench. I think it's a better spot for him. I think he can get the ball in his hands more, play his game more. Um LeBron needs to stop taking terrible shots and horrible. Horrible. I I don't know what to say. I, I I don't like talk about Lakers. I've seen yeah. more turnaround jump shots out of LeBron than I'd like to see. Yeah. Um, th- that little turnaround 
going off his race. So, no, nah, I don't like that. But that, that that's the thing. There's two different things we're talking about. There's Russ, and then there's just, you know, their ceiling being a playing team. I don't think that's on him. I don't think no, that's on their stars. Their roster just put together. Just It's just not a good roster. You have all these guys. And not to be disrespectful, but who? Like, who are these guys? <laughs> it's, um, on the, it's on the Legion. No. You know, they can't shoot. They can't play defense. Their defense is horrible. I mean, Anthony Davis went for a rebound and almost broke every bone in his body. Like, it's just <laughs> it's just tough to watch. Even, even, even a W is tough to watch. Yeah, I, I've been saying it since last year. I, I, I know I came in and I said Russ should be coming off the bench because he is the, the Lakers' LeBron when LeBron's not in the game. He's the playmaker. They, they got to play through him, and he looked really good yesterday. I, I was watching some of the highlights over this break, and you know he can facilitate. He's got that little left hand, that little switcheroo, little <laughs> little layup. But the Lakers, with their current roster, they're not going to do anything. They, they just need shooting. I, I like the way they've been playing on defense. They have some dogs. Russ has been beefing up on defense. You know, you know what you're going to get from Pat Bev, Austin Reeves. They're going to play hard, but in this NBA, you need shooting. I will and they say, don't have it. from last night, it looked like the first game this season that it actually looked like Russ was having fun playing basketball, which is a phenomenal sign. You know, and for anyone that that wasn't aware, eighteen, eight and eight, six of twelve. Two of four from three. Like, that is just an objectively good game, especially for Russell Westbrook. Highest plus minus on the team for with plus 18. Um, LeBron James minus one. Mm-hmm. But that's not that's not really the point of what I'm saying. That's neither here nor there. Not a dig at him. But not a dig at all right. him, but it just kind of shows, <laughs> like, um, there was one stretch of the game I was watching when it was Russ, AD, and, like, a bunch of kind of bench guys, no LeBron, and they were flowing very well. And I, I agree with Liam's take. It's... It's just an it's an odd The only time I've really enjoyed when Russ and LeBron are on the court together is when the ball is in Russ's hands. And that's not even I'm not even trying to be biased because I've seen plays where Russ is the ball handler and LeBron is 6'9, 285. Like and he, when he sets a screen, it's a darn good screen. And when he rolls, he's gonna be open. And I, I really like the, the two man game that they can get with the pick and roll, and I don't know why they don't do that enough. But then like Russ in transition can throw to LeBron. Russ, if they're going to be on the court together, and let's let's say it's not a clutch time situation where you you know you you need a bucket necessarily, I think the ball needs to be in Russ's hands. LeBron is far better at playing off ball and cutting. You know he's just a, he's a big dude. He can he can play off ball much better than Russ. He's a, much more respectable from three. When they're together, I would I would go as far as to say when they're on the court together, the better basketball is played when the ball is in Russ's hands because then. You know, if it's in LeBron's hands, Russ is essentially useless. Like corner three, you know, it's not his game. They're they're it's like they're they're throwing centers guy. on him and they're having them step back like six feet in a, like six feet from the paint. Like it's, it's just not his game. And you know, I I would support this bench thing going forward. But then you know, bottom line, as Liam suggested, who who really cares? Because like Troy Brown is starting. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the problem, yeah, like Lonnie. Wa- I like Lonnie Walker, but the only way the Lakers get better is is if. Not that Russ is the problem, but the only way the Lakers get better is if Russ is not on this team because yeah. the value of his, the, how big his contract is. To bring anybody else in, they need to get rid of him. So mm-hmm. 
It's yeah. not he's the problem there, but the only way the Lakers get better and have a chance to make the playoffs is if Russ is not on this team come playoff time. Yeah, because they're they're not trading LeBron or AD. No. Yeah, it's just not gonna absolutely happen. not. So like they're, 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 there's literally nobody else with any trade value on that team. So this this roster and the contract just, just they can't. Yeah, have they can't handle that. This roster's terrible, man. Wendy yeah. and Gabriel. Cole I mean, they're essentially they're a G League team playing. Who is, the who is Max Christie? Who are these guys? Oh, rookie. Oh, God. Yeah, Schroeder will be coming back soon. That's gonna be big. That's gonna oh, be big. Wow. Just yeah. Another another little guard. What a I can't huge believe exactly I'm, I can't believe I'm excited for Schroeder, but huge addition. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I can't wait for Pat Bev, Dennis Schroeder, and Russ to all be on the court at the same oh, time Lord. as I try to rip my eyes yeah. out. <laughs> we'll throw Austin Reeves and Matt Ryan in there too. Yeah, yeah. Might as well. <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, what do we got next? Um, I guess I have a question. question. I feel like every every year, like we discussed this last year also, the regular season team of the year. Like, who's this team that's going to have a great regular season and be terrible in the playoffs? Who would we have last year? Was it? Uh, I think it might have been the Heat. I don't have Heat? to look at the standings. I'm, I'm, I'm I know we talked about the Bulls a lot. Yeah, the Bulls year. were also a team, the regular regular season team. The Cavaliers also. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Minnesota Timberwolves. I that's a great that's a good take. That's I, I like the take. I you know I can see how they have the talent like talent will win you regular season games, but you know come playoff come first round series, Cat just has not showed that he can be the leader of a team to get past you know the first round. Delo's Delo, I'm gonna leave Ant out of this conversation because Ant you know he's young he continues <coughs> to impress me he, he's he's just you know exponentially getting better at the game of basketball, and Rudy Gobert like he's not gonna he's not gonna generate offense. He needs, you know, like playmakers to get him the ball. He's gonna give you some defense, but his spacing, especially because in the playoffs, teams love their mismatch. They love to get mismatch. You know, let's say, God forbid, they go up against the Warriors. Curry is getting Rudy Gobert on him every single time, and it doesn't matter if he's a, you know, three, four, whatever his defensive player of the year. If he's not in the paint, and he's on the perimeter guarding. He is utterly useless. So that's my take. I think I've got the uh, Atlanta Hawks. Wow. I think Trey and Deontay wow. will have a good regular season together, but I don't think come playoff time they can put it together in a very top-heavy Eastern Conference. I don't think they can break the top four teams. Who do you think are the top four teams are going to be? Well, we discussed this last time. I think it's still. I still think it's the Sixers, the uh, Celtics, the Bucks, and then probably the Nets or the. Ooh, the I want to yeah, talk about the Nets we're, for we're, a little we'll get bit. Into that. Oh yes. Um, Why don't you? Yeah, you want to go? Go, go. Let you I'm fine. No, no, go, go, go for the Nets. Talk about the Nets. Yeah, I was, talk I was gonna, team. I was gonna talk about you know, I think the Nets, they're bound to turn around with just like they got the talent it. they have on the roster, but come playoff time, they're not doing anything. They've shown this season, you know, chemistry's not not that not quite there. Um, I don't want to talk too much about Kyrie Irving because I feel like you know we don't really need to talk about that. He's just in his own world right now. Great basketball player, but man, he is. It doesn't even need to be said. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, you are terrible. Ben Simmons is garbage. Kevin Durant, the worst plus-minus in the entire NBA this season. I I talked a lot about Kevin Durant uh, after the playoffs. You did. And, you know, he hasn't proven it this year. The Nets are 1-5. in five. I, Yeah, I saw somebody say recently five. that, you know, Kevin Durant, his dominance just isn't there anymore. Like even if he's getting thirty points, it's like it's just thirty it, it's points. A quiet, it, it's not, it's no quiet, no takeover, not nothing. Like it, it, you don't feel the impact at all, um, and that's scary to say for a guy like that. And uh, they're just this, you know, the whole roster is is a mess. But the the main three guys, they're just so on different, way different like 
wavelengths right now. I mean, Kevin Durant is just getting buckets. You don't want anybody to talk to him. Kyrie Irving is, you know, in a mess on himself. It, who even knows what's good with him? And, and Ben Simmons is so in his own head that, I mean, I saw something. It was a fast break. Yeah. Nobody in front of him, and he turned around yeah. and tried to hand it off to somebody else. I'm like, dude, you are 6'10". Go dunk the ball. 6'11". You, you you're Kyrie. Unbelievable. At a, at a wide open lamp. He's like, shoot it, Ben. Unbelievable. Ben turn Unbelievable. Around, I mean, at this out. point, it's just mental. I, I It's not It's not that I don't agree. Um, believe in his ability it's his mental is so bad right now and that's so underrated in the game of basketball but um i think ben will turn no, around no. Uh, hopefully he does i, I want to see him because like he's he he was too good of a basketball player on the on the sixers before he had his injury or whatever it was yeah, whatever but he, he was too good to not you know kind of get back to that or at least close to it he just yeah. he's, and he's playing terrible. in the place where you can because as much as the national attention the Nets get, there's not going to be many fans that are booing the guy. Like, there, there's not many Nets no. fans. They're all very appreciative well, in general. There's, yeah. well, yeah. Nets fans. You can Nets put that in quotes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The lowest like, attendance with, with three exactly. stars. Exactly. So that's why there's less pressure on yeah. Ben there. So, like, I guess nationally there's pressure on him, but not locally. There's no, there's a lot more on Kyrie. Yeah. It's the New York B team, as yeah. we'll call them. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think the Nets yeah. are... Uh, I don't we'll know what's see going if they on turn. With them. I that's think they'll always, turn around. That's, that's always what it is, though. It's oh, will they turn around? With it? They're always a question mark. And, yeah, and they've know, got the who, talent. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I'm out. Well, my regular season team. Um, I'll quickly wrap it up. Is also the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, that that roster just makes no sense to me. <laughs> Zero sense. Um, you know, yeah, they have some talent. They'll get some wins in the regular season. They'll probably make the playoffs. I don't think they'll be a high seed. Um, but they're just going to get abused at the end of the day. Um, you have two centers on the court. I'm not. I'm, I will never call Carl Anthony Towns a forward. You try to put him on the perimeter, he will get burnt. Um, and like you said, you need Rudy Gobert needs got playmakers to get him the ball. You have two shot. You have two um, shot first guards in your backcourt. Mm-hmm. You have D'Angelo Russell and you have Anthony uh-huh. Edwards. Um, they're both shot first. Like D'Angelo Russell can make some plays, but I just really don't believe in the roster as it's constructed right now. I I, I agree. It's it's just a big experiment, it seems like. And yeah. we've seen in the playoffs, teams favor the small ball lineup. Mm. The The Timberwolves are going the exact opposite of that. So, yeah, Which is really weird because you, you make a huge trade like that. You, you, you're you going all in. You mm-hmm. believe, and, and I don't even think they're going to be a top four. I don't think they're going to get home court advantage in the playoffs. Jordan, I got a question for you. Hmm. Switching topics a little bit. Which rookie <clears throat> has impressed you the most this year in this brief NBA season? Well, going into the season, my rookie of the year was Paolo Banquero, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked the best, um, actually, by far, in my opinion, in, in, in preseason and everything. He just looked so mature. Like, his pace is so – he plays at such a good pace. Um but the rookie that has surprised me the most, um, Benedict Mathurin, right? He has been sensational. Um, while I kind of saw it coming just because of his mentality and the way I saw him approach the game, um, I didn't think he'd play this good. You know, I told my I told my buddy to draft him in fantasy um, because I'm like, you know what? His usage rate is going to be high. You know, he's going to be trying to go for rookie of the year. As, uh, I guess, in formal way, he's got that dog in him. Um, but, you know... The numbers he's putting up, I, I I didn't think they'd be this good, and he's really surprised me. And he, I think he's really going to, uh, he's going to rival Paolo for that rookie of the year. Jordan, I talked about him a little last week. How he got off to the the best start for a Pacers rookie since Reggie Miller. Mm. He has looked unbelievable this season. Um, I know he said after a game 
He knows every player that was drafted ahead of him, and you just love to hear that. But he's been absolutely bowling. He's averaging twenty-one, four and two, and I think all those games. I don't. Good I don't know if he started yet. Forty-five, forty-three. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's shooting very well, extremely well from yeah. three as well, and he's shown a lot of maturity in the fast break, making the right passes, and he plays hard defense too. He plays hard. This guy, yeah. he, he's going to be a dog. He's going to be a dog. Yes, he is. My. My, okay, I'm gonna we'll, and we'll all say our picks, but my pick for rookie that surprised me the most coming into the show, I was gonna say Keegan Murray because I've been high on Keegan Murray, and you know he had a, he blew everyone away in the preseason or not preseason the summer league, you know, and and those splits are good, it, you know, 19 on 54 to 42 is incredible, especially for a rookie when you know you expect their efficiency is gonna be pretty um, pretty low, but I gotta I gotta go with Shaden Sharp, um, you know Blazers. We're kind of in this weird spot in the offseason. Like, you know, you get this top pick. You have uh, Anthony Simons. Do you move them, you know, and Dame for, you know, or sorry, do you move Dame to get more younger assets to build around that? Or do you move, you know, the pick and Simons to get something around Dame? And they didn't do either one. You know, you bring in Jeremy Grant, which is, I think, objectively a good move. Anybody could use a Jeremy Grant, Swiss Army knife, versatile type of guy. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, Shaden Sharp didn't play a single game at Kentucky. So he's got no college experience. Still got drafted seventh. Um, you know now he's out here. He's he's got some highlight dunks. Nine points a game and like, don't let that scare you. He's playing with Dame and Jeremy Grant Simons um, yeah. on fifty forty two splits. Like that's really that's really good for a rookie. Um, that's really what you want him to do. And it's kind of you know this question like, will he be able to contribute to a team that I guess has aspirations to make the playoffs because they're keeping Dame and Simons and Jeremy Grant, and now you bring in this rookie. And, you know, rookies generally, especially drafted that high, they are given the keys to the offense or second role and kind of allowed to, you know, have some screw-ups and everything. But he's not really afforded those chances, and he's not screwing up. Not to mention, the Blazers are the top seed in the West. Yeah. It, it, absolutely out of nowhere. Crazy. But, yeah, Shaden Sharp's been balling. Uh, we got we to talk about Paulo a little bit, too. Yeah. <clears throat> Averaging almost 23, 7.5, and, and 4 on – you know, pretty good shooting. Obviously, that three ball, it's going to struggle a little bit. It does for every rookie, but he's been balling as well. Um, you know, the Magic, they don't have a lot of hopes this season, so he's going to be given a lot of uh, a lot of freedom on that offense, yeah. and they're going to be doing a lot of experimenting as well. Mm-hmm. I know you guys have seen it. They were running a couple lineups where their, their shortest player is 6'10". Um, yeah. It, it's going to be interesting. They're doing a little Toronto Raptors experimental type of uh, basketball there, and and Palos he's been playing really really well. Yeah, I guess the last one to wrap up with Keegan Murray, have been playing really well. Mm-hmm. We're really loving that Ivy. Nobody's talking about Ivy. I mean, yeah. yeah. But I I think the biggest takeaway honestly for this rookie class is that basketball is in really good hands. Oh, I yeah. mean, you, oh, I mean, yeah. I don't want to talk about him too much. He's not here yet, but I mean, you see Victor coming in. Oh man, Victor Wembanyama, oh, that guy is a freak. Um, and, he's a freak. And Chet. Yeah. And chat with chat's Chad, gonna come yeah. back. Injury back yeah. next He's gonna come back and be healthy. I mean, basketball is is moving in, in such a such a crazy direction. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Raptors are head hunting that. You see all these lengthy guys that could put it on the ground, shoot the ball. I mean, it's really scary. Um, but yeah, well, to your point, um, Truett, Shaden Sharp. Um, while his numbers aren't as glamorous as these other <laughs> players, that man is very very talented. He's a stud. I mean, he he actually reminds me of his teammate and um, mm-hmm. Simons. He came in through IMG Academy. He, he didn't play in college. Oh. A lot of people had question marks about him. Um, he had to play behind Dame, and I'm pretty sure CJ was still there at the time. And um, you know, he didn't really get 
high numbers when he first started there too but man you always saw the talent in him and, and now you're seeing him break out so I think the same situation is going to ha- hopefully happen with Shaden Sharp as well I think they're just kind of in the position if you're the Blazers like yeah our ages don't really match up you know you have Dame is almost an old head and Jeremy Grant's you know he's got to be approaching 30 at some point yeah, um, even though he's been he's been young forever and then you got these young guys but I, I don't really think they care and obviously you got Nurkic but I think they're just kind of like, you know, we're only going to have Dame's talent. Like, he, he's this loyal guy, but, you know, loyalty is going to run out at some point. Like, let's just, you know, who cares about age? Let's just give it all right now and figure it out. Like, who cares about age and fit? Let's just get talent, you know? And and it, it's only been six games, so, you know, we'll see what happens. But mm-hmm. I guess last thing I kind of wanted to touch on before we wrap up the show is um, – are, are we entering a, a new era of basketball? This is this is a huge overreaction, but I just saw this on Instagram. Curry's team is three and four. Harden's team is three and four. Braun is one and five. Durant is one and five. Kawhi is two and four. <laughs> cool. You know, four of those five teams are gonna finish as playoff teams. Yeah, I see the playoff teams. It is really really early to just say that. Yeah, it's a new that's era a big overreaction. Um, while Curry literally won a championship a couple months ago. The Rams won a championship. Yeah, <laughs> it's fair to talk about. I mean, the talent is getting younger. I mean, Luka Doncic is my MVP pick. Um, like you know, the the league is moving it's slightly in a different direction, but you can't just write these players off yet. I mean, they still have some damage to be done. I mean, the Warriors could easily still win the championship this year as well. So you you can't write them off yet. But um, like we were talking about with all the rookies, I mean, there's so much talent at, across all ages right now. The NBA is really really exciting. Some really good hands for sure, including the first time All Star Shea Gilgis Alexander. Should be exciting. I love that. I love that. I like that pick. Yeah. I don't even know. I won't even spend time talking into it, but if you're listening right now and you're curious, you're like, why is he saying that? Go look at the numbers. Go look at the highlights. He's going to be a first time All Star. It's it's time. It's 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 just time. He's so talented. Um, It's it's hard to describe his game. He's just a very unorthodox way of playing. Um, That's his team. He runs OKC. Yeah, and one thing we haven't talked about, we didn't talk about this last week either, the Bucks are 5-0, and and Giannis, again, looking like he's the best player in the world. They're going to be an issue. It's it's a very top-heavy East with the Bucks, the Seas. The Cavs are looking incredible with Donovan Mitchell. Yes. And without Darius Garland, yeah, too. Garland's not even there right now. Um, I, I'm very excited to see how that East plays out. I think Bucks celtics is going to be... Going to be a rivalry for years to come. Very 41 41 for uh, Donovan and, and Lavert. First, Levert, first uh, Cavs teammates yeah. since Bron Kyrie. Lavert off the bench. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Scary team. Some dogs. Scary team. Six man of the year dogs. candidate. Obviously, Brogdon, six man of the year candidate. Oh, yeah. Six, right. I mean, the Celtics look insane, too. Without yeah. without yeah. Uh, the Time Lord. Yeah. Without Robert Williams. Without their, I mean, they're arguably, well, I, I think he is their best defender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, him. And then. And then the Bucks are missing Middleton, and they yeah. look great. I mean, they're, yeah. man, that East is that East is scary. I'm excited for the those East playoff series. Jordan, I, I got a question for you about the Cavs. Mm. Are you concerned at all that you have obviously an elite defensive front court with Allen and and Mobley? And I don't know if, if Okoro still starts, but he was brought in for defense. And then you have, I don't want to say black holes on defense, but you have you have Garland and Donovan Mitchell who have. You know, Garland's undersized, and Mitchell's never been known to be a good defender. Does that worry in such a guard-heavy league that we're in? Does that worry you at all? Um, definitely a little. Um, definitely a little. But 
you know, people were saying the same thing about about the Warriors. You know, you have such a defensive juggernaut in in, in Draymond Green. Everybody's scared about Curry, but all all Garland needs to do, all Garland and uh, Mitchell really need to do is is hold their own. Um, they don't need to be the best defenders on the court. They don't need to be a Marcus Smart. They just need to do the best that they can. Be solid, be average, and then that that I mean that front court um, duo and on defensively and even Isaac Okoro on the wing. Isaac Okoro is he is starting a small forward right now, I believe. Who knows how long that'll last? Because I don't know how well he's playing offensively, but defensively at least he he is he is up there as well. He's got to be a top twenty-five defender in the league. I mean that's really good. So, um, no, I don't think I'm too worried about them. And offensively, that I mean, they're just so well-rounded. I feel like they're they're one of the best balanced rosters in the NBA. <laughs> not like the Timberwolves. They're not. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> so, um, I think they're a very balanced team. And, and while I don't think they're going to make it out of the East, I think they could uh, make it to the second round and hey, maybe even shock people and go to the conference finals. It's, it's really good to see, especially with a team that has been – live or die by LeBron for this entire <laughs> last two decades. Yeah. It's uh it's good to see some success, you know, outside of one player and, you know, Cleveland's just notorious for terrible management, but I don't know how you could screw this up. You just you have a great group of people right here. Yeah, they look good. Liam, any birthdays today? Yes, we actually do. We have a couple. Um shout out Nick Saban, Alabama football coach. Roll Todd, happy birthday. <laughs> and then we got a soccer player, Mr. Marcus Rashford for Manchester United. We also have an old American football linebacker play for the Bucks, Mr. Jeff Gooch. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Uh, I, think, uh, I think we're forgetting one birthday. It's kind of a special birthday. Uh, while it's not a sports player or anyone famous, it's uh, actually kind of a sports player. Um, someone special in our hearts. Uh, why don't you let us know? Uh, it is my sister's birthday yes. today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Miss um, Grace. Yes, lacrosse player at Johns Hopkins, uh, freshman. Hope she's, you know, they have a good season. Just finished the fall ball season. Um, yeah, she's a stud, so I hope she's killing it out there on the field. But she needs to, you know, take care of her academics too, most importantly. <laughs> Big brother. Uh, One other quick shout-out yeah, before we wrap up the show. Villanova basketball starting next week. First game next Monday. Good to be back. Yeah. Hey, hey. Let's not forget. Let's not forget. Women's team on Wednesday. They got that. Yes. Sweater. Yes. They, they got they Col- look, they Columbia look very, first very game. Good. Uh, no, no. Columbia was a scrimmage. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure they play Marist. Oh, let's go. Um, I I have to double check that, but uh, they have first game Wednesday. Um, they look very very solid. I'm I'm excited. Their roster is very 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 good, and and they're gonna have a great year. All right, everybody. Jordan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciated it. Um, you are welcome any anytime you want, especially you know when NFC's NFL's over, MLB will be over, and all we're gonna have to talk about is basketball. <laughs> you definitely gotta My come favorite. back on. We'll give you an entire hour. Um, but thank you so much. We honestly, I wish we could have you for another hour because I know we want to talk more. But unfortunately, we are college students. We do have class. We have to go to. Appreciate um, you for having me. Thank you. Of course. As always, fun in the locker room. Eighty-nine point one WXVU. Stick around to listen to some great music that we have to offer for you guys. Again, Funnel Locker Room, Twitter, YouTube, maybe an Instagram. We'll see. I don't know. As always, have a great rest of your week. Happy Halloween.